Welcome to Make This Your Podcast, where I'll be giving you the roadmap and inspiration you want and need to scale your life's work with digital courses and schools. I'm your host, Destiny Berman, course marketer and digital strategist. Are you ready to make the shift and reinvent your work online? Let's go. Hello, hello. Today, I'm sharing teachings from the last day of my live training series. And this conversation centers around a critical and crucial piece of scaling, which is advertising. Now, we simply cannot scale without advertising, regardless of how good our content is, our program is, and our referral network. For many of us, we believe that we need to have the course created first before we think about how we go to market. And in fact, I recommend that to set yourself up for greater success, you want to be working on the two at the same time. So with that in mind, I want to walk you through a timeline, an example timeline of how you can effectively leverage your time and be working on your go-to plan with course creation at the same time, even if you have a lot going on. So let's dive in because we have a lot to cover today. So we've been, you know, we've been having this conversation around advertising and at the end of the day, we can't scale without advertising. We can do a lot with our existing audience. We can do a lot with our organic base, especially if you have been teaching, leading, you know, you have students, you've held live trainings, but at some point you can't scale without advertising. And even my most established clients to folks who have a small, smaller organic base we want to get them advertising as soon as possible. So maybe after that next organic launch or even two organic launches later, we have to get that in. We have to get new people in from all over and it's going to take time. So if we reverse our experience, so let's say we're scanning on Facebook and we have an ad that gets served in front of us and that content seems interesting. Great. Interesting enough that we give, we give our name and our email address. But if you think about it, that's a very thin relationship versus if you were teaching at a conference and you spoke for two hours and you're energizing the whole audience in the group, that's a much deeper, that's a much deeper relationship over that two hours in person they get all of you versus someone who's coming to you from an ad that they thought the content was interesting. It's very thin. And so it takes time. It takes time for the new people who are finding you from an ad campaign, even with the proper follow-ups, even with the nurture for them to get to know you. And that's why, you know, we have such an emphasis on Facebook, Instagram advertising inside our programs, because at some point you're going to want to get this off the ground and it just takes time. There's no way around it. There are certain things we're going to do to follow up. We can do things to fast track. It just takes time especially if you're launching more in-depth trainings and programs, but it does work. So when we look at the data over time, what happens is that with client launches, with our launches, we have an increasing percentage of new people that are coming in as that time builds that they, if you ask them where they found you, they're going to say Facebook. And I remember having these conversations with clients even many years back. They're like, are you sure all this money that we're investing in advertising is worth it? And then you start to survey the people who are coming in and that percentage of how many people have found us through an advertising campaign just keeps increasing. So just know that it's just a whole beast of its own. So 
I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not easy. It can be simple and straightforward with a plan, but it's not necessarily easy. And people give up too early when it comes to advertising. Oh, I just spent $2,000 and it didn't work. But if you think about the, the biggest companies and the brands and the business, just in industry, you have to have advertising to get your work in front of people. There's no way around that. Now, if you have the, if you have the luxury of having an organic audience, what I recommend is what we're talking about with testing and launching to the people who know you and then using that to tighten up your messaging. Because what happens is when you start to roll this out to new people, you don't have the same depth of relationship and you don't have that same relationship equity. So your messaging has to be clearer than ever with who you're speaking to, what you're doing, who you are, why you're different. And that's where a lot of the creative work comes in. And that's why there, there, there just has to be work on how are we talking about this? Who are we speaking to? So you can use people who know you, use them in a good way to tying up your messaging because there's more equity there. And then the other thing I'll say is that there are typical growing pains with the scaling period. So one, we give up on ads too early. You know, we think it's a waste of money or we get frustrated because all these people are coming in and we're wondering why the conversion rate has gone down because they don't know you at the same degree. So I'm presencing this because growing pains are normal during this period. Anytime we start to scale and to get new people in and two, Know that now in this day and age of direct messaging and creating connection, we have all the resources possible to create connection with new people. So that's the content we put out, the videos we put out. That's why we nurture in this particular way. For those of you who have a Facebook group, that's a really nice area to engage and to connect. And for those of you who are willing to leverage DMs, having people DM you, you DMing them, it does create a conversation and it does get that going. The other thing I'll say here is that we all have to be willing to do things that don't seem scalable in order to scale. So what I mean by that is working through our messaging, being willing to create that connection with the chat box, the one-on-one DMs, but know that it seems like it's so much work. Well, why am I spending all this money on advertising? And why am I spending all this time working through my messaging And it seems like we're not growing as fast as we want it to grow. So this is where I like the Airbnb example, right? So Airbnb first launched as Airbnb breakfast. And because it was this brand new concept, no one understood why are we renting a room in someone's house or even back in the early, early days, they literally put up mattresses, blown up mattresses in the room for people to rent because we were out of housing in San Francisco because we don't have enough hotel rooms anytime we have a big conference coming in. And that's the truth. So no one understood this concept. And so they had to work through, well, how are we going to really communicate? How are we going to educate people on what we're doing? And literally they had to go and knock on doors to gain customers in the beginning. And there was a very popular article that came out in, I want to say it was 2013 here in the tech communities. And it was called being willing to do things that don't scale is where you're going to get to that big company. So it's very important but it may seem like you're doing heavy lifting. You're not sure where you want to go, but it does make a difference. And you're building in the foundation, messaging, creating connection with content, being willing to engage one-on-ones over Instagram DM, being willing to connect at that level. 
so that you can get to the next level. I don't know if you're familiar with like Lewis Howes, right? He's got a very big podcast. I was in his mastermind group with uh, with the other entrepreneurs for a couple of years. And I was at a summit of greatness where he had thousands of people on there. So we had thousands of live people in this room. And he asked them, he said, how many of you have connected with me one-on-one over Instagram? And it was crazy because we're in this room with thousands of people in this huge theater. And I think about 20, 25% of people raised their hands. And he has a huge brand with big podcasts and incredible reach. So I'm sharing these examples so that we don't feel like we're doing things and just, you know, wasting our time. So this is Siggy and I shared about her, um, I think on the Saturday guest training as well, but Siggy did not use any advertising when we met and she had already launched before. So she was testing, she was validating her offers, but what she didn't do was she didn't leverage Facebook ads. And what I love about her story was that when she started to do that, because she was working through the messaging, she was working through an offer, she generated more revenue in one quarter than the entire previous year because what was missing for her was truly inserting in the ads to go. One of my clients in Institute, you know, they were doing well, you know, multiple six figures, no advertising. I couldn't believe it. They were running these webinars with zero advertising and they finally brought that in and I worked with them on that strategy. And literally within six months, they two and a half, I think maybe even three times, I'll double check that number, the amount of enrollment simply by inserting ads. So at the right point, it really makes a difference. And it's something you just don't want to miss out on, even if it seems you know challenging and hard. Okay, so let's switch off from the scale advertising. And I just want to give you this three-month overview of what it looks like to be working on your marketing plan, and then also working on your program creation, you know, at the same time. So of course, these are markers, but I wanted to map this out to show you that it is possible. And this is how we guide our students. And this is the container that we are holding for our members so that if you start to feel like I'm falling behind or starting to feel like I'm falling or even moving ahead, which is great. If you're moving ahead, then that's where we'll want to insert in some scalable action items to move you to fast track you even faster. So this is based off a three-month timeline. For some of you, you may be moving on a two-month timeline and some of you may be on a four-month timeline, but generally three months is about average. So depending on where you're at, right, if you are building your list based on your stage or you have an organic audience, you want to be working on your wait list. Because this is going to help you define what your offer is or you're, you know, doing your passive lead building. In month one, you're also working on creating your course outcome, clarifying your niche, even for those of you who are converting and you know who your one-on-one clients are, you know who the in-person folks you've been working with, you want to be clarifying this and distilling this as much as possible into that course outcome statement. And it's surprising that when we have to distill how hard it gets, even if we're doing this work, we've been doing this work for 10, you know, 10, 20 years. Okay. Then in month one, you're also mapping out your offer in that course outline. And what happens is, you know, you, you want to start to map this out. Here's what you know, my six week course looks like. Here's what my two month course looks like. And with the folks that we work with, we're also giving feedback on this because we want to make sure number one, Are you giving too much content? (laughs) Okay, that's one of the things we're always calling out on, for better or worse. And is it really two offers in one? That's also what we see as well. And then the other piece that we're looking out for is, 
Are we making this as digestible as possible within micro lessons, within each larger lesson? And I was talking about this yesterday in terms of trends toward education. But ideally, we want to distill them into as short as possible with one clear learning objective within each lesson. So this is month one. Month two is all about nurturing on the marketing front, because ideally, if you have, if you're building your list, you've got the past the lead magnet going. And if you have an organic audience, you're still nurturing. So everyone needs to nurture because we all have to prime, create value, create connection. This month two is also where you want to start to develop your course lessons. So some of you may be teaching this live and recording as you go. Some of you may be doing hybrid where some content is recorded and some content is taught live. That's okay. You just at least, at the very least, want to bullet out. Okay, here's what this lesson looks like. Here's the parts I'm going to record or I'm going to teach live. And then you want to be monitoring engagement in month two. So are people opening up your nurture emails? How many people are signing up for your content webinars? And we have a data sheet and a metric that we, that we track, but how many people sign up for your webinars? How many people showed up live? How many people watch the replay, right? Because with digital, we get to check, we get to track all of this, which is really, really nice. Even if it can seem like a mind bender in the beginning. And are people opening up our nurture content and are they reading? Are they watching the videos? So this is really where a month two, you're really thinking about it. You know, you have your pulse. <laughs> if you have a lot of new people coming into your Facebook group, because you're really working that or a lot of new people coming onto your list. You know, we had a student who added about 1200 new emails to her list because of her, it was a very specialty topic within a short period of time. And I said, great, if you're adding that many people to your list, you now you could do some research on them. Like, who are they? <laughs> you know, survey them, like check out their Facebook profiles, their Instagram profiles, maybe not all, you know, 1100 people, but just do some research to just kind of understand what's going on here. You also get responses. So some folks you are actively nurturing, they'll start to get email responses to, wow, I love this content, or they start to have questions, which is really great too. Month three is the active lead building. So this is the content webinars that we're talking about. So sorry, I should have clarified. The engagement here, you're technically also bringing into month three. So the engagement here in month two is around your nurture content. And then when you're kicking off your active lead builder, the content webinars, that's where you're tracking how many people signed up and whatnot. Technically, they all fall under the monitor engagement, but that's month three. You also want to get your content and your curriculum to a good place so that, you know, you're like, okay, even if I'm teaching this live, this feels good. If you're teaching it live and recording as you go along, you also want to give yourself that flexibility to adjust based on the students who are here and in how they're responding and the kind of questions that they have. And then you want to, and then of course we head into the launch period. So this is how we encourage our folks to be working on the program and marketing at the same time. Because one of the mistakes that I see is to believe that we need to have a program first before we think about marketing it. And the reality is that you want to be working on the content with the marketing plan at the same time. This will set you up for greater success. You know, when we look at companies who are developing software products, yes, they're working on the product and there's a concept, but at the same time, you're researching and you're really working through who am I designing this product for? What did this look like? You know, why 
does this product exist and how does it connect the dots for people? So if you already have a program, <laughs> that's great. You know, likely you'll want to go through and review the messaging and the niche. But if you don't have a program, that's from my view, it's actually a good thing because you actually get to work on the creation, the development, product development, and the marketing at the same time. If you're ready to learn more about how you can weave together marketing and course creation and how you can really set yourself up for success, create a course that sells to leverage your time and add a whole new revenue stream to your business, sign up for my free masterclass. The link is inside the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am thrilled you're here. The resources and action items mentioned in this episode can be found at destinyberman.com backslash podcast. To continue the conversation, join me inside my Facebook group, Shift with Success. And if you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and share it with a friend. Until next time, your destiny awaits. Bye for now.